0: Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. I'm your host, Amanda Starling, here to talk to you once again about awesome, diverse bands, their music, and sometimes their views on the scene. It's a big week because I was lucky to spend this week's episode talking to Katrina Snyder of Expert Timing. Expert Timing is based out of Orlando, Florida, and has really taken the scene by storm. Katrina, along with her bandmates Jeff and Gabron, have played with bands like Slingshot Dakota, Kimbe, See-Through Dresses, and tons more. They've released incredible demos and an EP with Death Protector Collective, with much more on the way. Katrina is a brilliant bassist and artist, but I'll let her tell you more about that next.
1: Spitting out big words from a small heart with your eyes from the start. You were gunning a fool. you were smart and
2: sly.
0: This is an, again, uh, Katrina's really awesome and plays in a really incredible band, Expert Timing, out of Orlando. So, uh, how are you doing, Katrina?
3: I'm doing good. I'm doing very good. Thank you for that introduction. Like, <laughs> Would you say incredible, awesome band or something? That's yeah, amazing. it's true. It's I true. Like, <laughs> I like being introduced like that.
0: <laughs> the thing is, is like, I love everything that like you and Jeff and Jabon are doing, so it's so easy for me to just go on and on about how much I love you guys Uh and what you're doing musically and personally and all that stuff. But, um, for those who aren't familiar with expert timing, um, there's so much that we can totally dig into here in this talk, but I kind of first want to ask you about your early days of like writing and just in general. And then you got into music about two years ago with bass
3: yeah, I think it's two and a half. Yeah, it'll be three years in November. It was right after Fest when I was like, I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: was that like a burst of motivation right there after oh, it, being at Fest?
3: Yeah, it was. I was like, I can be part of this too. I'm doing it. I'm, <laughs> I'm picking up base. I'm going to learn it. And it, you know, look at that. Here we are almost three years later and it worked.
0: Yeah, clearly. I mean... I remember one of the first things that I think I told you and I talked to you before was about how, you know, it doesn't seem like it's been three years. It seems like it's been so much longer than that with how well and how in sync you are with your instrument. It seems
3: like. And it's funny. I remember when I like first started and, you know, the hardest parts are, it's not even like the fret hand, it's the picking hand and trying not to be awkward and weird with that. And Jeff, was always trying to just be like it'll get better you'll get it he's like when you hit two years that's kind of when you'll have learned everything you need to know and you'll feel really comfortable and you'll start to like come into your own and like club work two years I was like (laughs) oh
1: I got this that's so awesome
3: more complicated stuff now like I feel like a bass player finally so he was right he knows what he's talking about well, that's
0: definitely true. And it sounds like you had a pretty good teacher there too. And Oh, of
3: course. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I did. That's so cool. Um, were you writing at all before you started
3: playing music? Um, I've always been a creative person. And it's funny, like even the other day I was going through some old stuff and cleaning out some things. and I found some really old poems that I wrote like in elementary school and middle school. And, uh, I just started laughing because you could tell what, like, a sensitive, like, I wrote a <laughs> poem about a butterfly and, like, <laughs> the intricacies of its wings or something, like, really emo for a kid. <laughs> you know, I've always liked to write, but I never kind of in my brain realized that that can turn into songs. I always thought, if you're a songwriter, that's a totally special breed of person and that, like, you either have it or you don't, but that's not true, like... Learning to write songs, you know, you learn it just like you learn an instrument. Um, So I've kind of, you know, with Living Decent, I didn't have anything to do with any of that. It was enough just figuring out how to play. Mm -hmm. Um, But with Expert Timing, it's been really cool, like, getting to work with Jeff. I'm learning his songwriting tips and tricks and also talking to a lot of my other friends that are great songwriters and just sort of digesting that and you know, certain things go into my brain and I spit it out a little differently than Jeff would. So he goes like, oh, that's, that's really interesting. I never thought to do it like that. So I don't know. I'm learning. And I I do just write lyrics a lot. My phone, I look like a crazy person. If you look (laughs) through my notes, it's like snippets of random thoughts I've had. Um, But you never know when that turns into a song. And, you know, Jeff and I collaborate a lot too, where Uh, he'll have something written and he'll play it for me and then we'll kind of deconstruct it and I'll be like "Eh, I don't like this part so much and we'll come up with something new and there's a lot of back and forth there.
0: No it's good that you have that collaboration because you can kind of take an idea and whether you know you like it or you love it you can turn it into something that you're both passionate about and that becomes a song at that point and then you add in your drums and absolutely it, it becomes incredible
3: and he has certain, like he hears, Jeff hears certain things in music. And then sometimes I hear things that he doesn't. So it, it works really well, even just opening your mind to to seeing a part a different way or a melody a different way. Um, it's really nice to be able to collaborate. Um, sometimes it's frustrating because like, I'll really love something and he's like, I don't like it or vice versa, <laughs> but no. But, I mean, it just – the whole thing makes you better each time. The more you write, the better you get, just like yeah. with anything else.
0: Well, it's cool that you have, like, that built-in feedback that you can kind of just turn to, and it yeah. just keeps getting better and stuff. To kind of circle back a little bit, you know, I love your enthusiasm for bass, and what drew you to that instrument particularly to play?
3: Um, You know, when I was a kid, probably my first crush – on like a celebrity was Paul McCartney. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> He's like this little kid who adored Paul McCartney. Um, so I'd say it started there. And then my dad, he he was a bass player. He He wasn't like, you know, when I was growing up, he didn't play at that point, but I remember him occasionally telling me a story and how he used to have like a white Fender bass. And, you know, like a a Fender amp that it was in the 60s. So I'm sure it was like this beautiful setup that I wish he had kept. (laughs) Um, But I don't know, that kind of floated in my mind forever. So I don't know, it just kind of happened. I don't know. It was something I always wanted to do, I guess.
0: Well, that's kind of cool that it was kind of in your mind. And then, you know, years later, you decide to pick it up. And what does your dad think?
3: Oh, well, he's, my dad's sick, so he's not, like, Oh. sadly, he's not really around um, to talk to about it, but I'm sure he would think it was, it was cool. Um, I'm sure he would be, you know, proud about it, but it's, you know, sometimes I kick myself for not starting earlier, you know, I just kind of, I don't know, shyness or just a fear that I wouldn't be able to do it kind of kept me back, and then, um. But, you know, as Jeff, Jeff's always like, look, you did it when you were ready. Like, it doesn't matter if, you know, it doesn't matter if you're 10 years old when you start something or if you're 75. Like, it's never too late to start something if you have a passion for it. Like, just go out, go learn something new. It's, you know, you'll be happy you did.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, like you said, there's not a wrong time. And, you know, um, it's kind of cool, because I feel like more and more musicians are kind of very open about the fact that like, hey, I'm learning to play this instrument, or I'm a part of something that is new. And I love that you've got this enthusiasm for it and stuff. Um, was Fest really the big thing that kind of helped like click in the confidence? Or was there a moment while you were learning bass? I think it it was fest like I had learned some basics a few years
3: like prior but it, it never I don't know I just didn't keep going but yeah seeing fest and getting to meet all my friends and just see the camaraderie and um you know the community that is fest um it really just kind of sparked that I could do it um I used to think yeah like even with singing like that's something I always thought you can either like you're born being able to sing or you can't same with songwriting and just, it's been such a, a a crazy, what do you call it? Like just an enlightened period where I'm like, no, all these things you, you learn, like there's, it's not that, I mean, sure there's talent and whatever mixed in, but honestly, anyone can learn how to play an instrument you really can like I just sat and I would sit on the couch and I would play and play and play and play until I started to get better and I would learn a Death Cab for Cutie song and I would play the Nick Harmer bass solo until it sort of sounded like he did and that's all you got to do
0: that's awesome you know you mentioned Death Cab as one of the bands that you were like learning songs for and playing but what were some of the bands or people that kind of motivated you along the way and who kind of has inspired you Actually,
3: uh, Song Pickups is a band that I had really liked because um, their bass player, Nikki Monninger, uh, she's just incredible. And she's kind of, I don't know, she's been a, a, a female in a band that I've always looked up to. And um, she's just, I mean, she's incredible. And a lot of their songs, like, they are bass centric, you know, she has a lot oh, yeah. of parts that are, you know, she's essential to that band. And it's it's really cool. And the other day, she actually did, like, a, a rig rundown. And, I mean, Jeff watches these rig rundowns, like, all the time And this one. I was like, ooh, I really want to see this one. And it kind of blew my mind because she did some things, and she has some things with her gear that is exactly the same as what I do that I couldn't have known. Like, even she marks on her base, um, like, the seventh fret, like, on the top. She puts, like, a little nail polish or something to see it better. And since I've started, I've always put a piece of, like, paper tape over my little fret, and I write it just – and it's become, like, a – I don't know, like, a just something I like to have there. And it's it's weird, something like that. A lot of her gear is very similar to mine. Um, Even her complaining about a specific tuner. (laughs) The same complaint that I had just told Jeff, like, days before. So I felt like it was, like, a weird – like, fate thing that I'm, like, holy cow, like, we have so many similarities that are bizarre. How could I ever have known that? But I guess it tells you little things like that remind you you're on the right path. You're doing something right.
0: Yeah, I think at that point, it's, like, not only do you feel connected to somebody that you really admire, but you're, like, I don't know about you, but sometimes when I have the right gear, if I talk to the right person, I'm kind of, like, oh, I'm doing it right. I feel like I'm on the right track. And I got to meet her, too, because... Oh, wow
3: um the pauses had opened for them um I don't know what was it, a year a year and a half ago something like that at the plaza and um you know I'm friends with Tierney and also a good friend of theirs Sam is a good friend of mine so I uh Jeff and I were at the show and we ended up getting to go backstage and meet them and I was so starstruck and I, oh, I was such a dummy when I was talking to her and I wish I had known about some of this the stuff I saw in the rig rundown because I totally would have mentioned it and maybe not sounded so silly but um yeah Jeff I think has a picture of just like I was he was trying to get a picture without being obvious and it's just me like standing there staring at her talking. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's so cool though I mean you gotta feel really good after that even just like oh I met somebody who's doing something oh, incredible yeah. and then like I could do that
3: yeah I think I gushed about how much I admired her it was it was really like, (laughs) but it was, it was great. I'll always remember that.
0: That's really cool. I love that. That's, that's the kind of person that becomes the point of motivation and, you know, excitement for you. Um, So one of the things that, you know, I previously talked to you about was um, how you were kind of at first a little bit nervous about playing shows and singing parts and stuff. Um, I know that's a huge thing to kind of overcome. I still can't, hate talking in front of people much less doing any kind of performing how did you kind of start to find the courage and motivation to explore that
3: uh fake it till you make it yeah (laughs) literally that is it fake it till you make it um just it's, it's setting your mind to just commit to something I mean a lot of until recently honestly every time before a word would come out of my mouth into the microphone before I sang a line there's always a moment in my mind where I'm like, commit, you're doing this, commit, like, just, just go for it. And I have to like have that moment to do it and let go of the fears. Um, And then eventually it gets a little better. I still, I still get really nervous sometimes even when it's not a big show, it could be anything. And sometimes I just get super nervous about performing, but um, it's better than it was. I mean, I used to like, get so sick to my stomach and couldn't talk to anybody like before I played, it was, it was just like, so horrible being that nervous. But, you know, as soon as I was holding my base, I would always feel better. That security blanket was there that I was like, I'm going to be okay. And I could look and I would see Jeff and be like, no matter what happens, <laughs> if I totally mess up and I fall on my face, at least it's okay. Like I have Jeff, it's okay.
0: That's so cool that like, you know, both Jeff, and your base itself kind of make you feel secure up there a hundred percent
3: like amazing it it really is if I didn't have Jeff it would have been a lot harder to to do this just on my own it's just I don't know it's you know or having you know a good friend with you up there it's just you know no matter what they support you so Mm -hmm. it takes some of that pressure off
0: yeah, I mean, I think that your entire band has really great chemistry. I love the expressions that I see you all give each other on stage. Um, for anybody who hasn't seen an expert timing set yet, it is so much fun to watch everybody's dynamic, how you talk to each other, the how you tune together. Like, everything just seems so connected. Like, I know um, with you and Jeff are married, of course, but like, you know, how do you kind of build that chemistry together as a unit?
3: Um, Gabron is, is such a happy, fun person. Um, like there's a lot of times even in band practice, because in practice we're kind of facing each other. So I'm always like get to look at Gabron and sometimes like he'll look at me and I'll smile and then he'll start laughing and then I'll start laughing a little more. And it's like, Oh my gosh, it's, I don't know. There's just a natural chemistry that we have together. And I think that's important in a band. Um, we just we're good friends. We like each other. We want to hang out together. Um, and that really comes through. I'm glad it comes through during shows because um, we want it to be fun, you know?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I feel like the kind of crowd that you have there is always fun, too, because I always see like, you know, I always feel like I'm surrounded by friends and stuff and uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that, too. <laughs> but it's, it's great. Like, I mean, I just think about the kind of experience, the kind of energy that, your entire band puts out there and stuff, and I mean, even the songs that you write and perform feel very connected too. I mean, um, you dig. Yeah. It. A lot of the songs are about like you know your relationships and taking care of yourself and stuff like that, and that's so special to me to kind of hear. Um, what inspired you to pen a lot of that?
3: Um, it's just really kind of random moments that you know will inspire writing something down, you know, it can be, you know, an argument or a good day or anything, just certain thoughts or a day full of anxiety that just, you know, sometimes I don't feel like writing, but sometimes it's like, I have to get it out. And and same with Jeff. Um, it really does help having this as an outlet. And we, we don't really, um, think about it too hard like oh how does this come across or is like we just write it and as long as it's something we believe in we put it out there and and you know things can be literal they can be not literal we let people just kind of um take away from it what they need to take away from it and i think that's important
0: yeah i love a lot of the songs that you know i hear your vocals pretty thoroughly on and you know the lyrics that you've put out there and such um Always still one of my favorite is like Speak and then Slow. They're such great songs. Um,
3: Thank you. Yeah, that's Slow is is definitely a, an anxiety song. <laughs>
0: yeah. Can you talk a little bit about writing that song and putting that song out there?
3: Um, that song, it took a little while to come together. It was in a whole bunch of different bits and pieces. And Jeff had like kind of the riff of it, but... you know it felt like we were forcing it for a long time and we just had this one day it was I think we called it a sensitive Saturday and um we just were like we're gonna figure this out and you know we we tried we tried we tried wasn't working then we took a break from it and then all of a sudden it's like okay now it's starting to flow you let go of a little like the the lyrics just kind of came, and the melody just happened, and it just became something we were really happy with, but um, we had tried to push it too hard, and it doesn't work, and then you take a step back, and you you take your, you know, your anxiety, and take a little of the pressure off, and sometimes that can really help.
0: Yeah, I, I love that with Slow in particular. Um, it feels very vulnerable, and builds up to strength, literally, musically, in that sense.
3: I'm, because... I'm glad that comes across, because that's, I mean, exactly... How it is like that's what yeah. I was putting into it
0: by the end of the song I kind of feel like emotionally relieved in that sense because it's like I feel like we get a very special part of you in the beginning and then it just kind of builds up to like this strength that you know it's not only you getting stronger it feels like metaphorically but like you know you have your band backing you loudly at that point too yeah. so that's a really special thing to have translated in music. I I don't have very many songs that come to mind that I can even refer to that are similar to that because it's so powerful in that sense. Well,
2: that's,
3: well, that's awesome. And you know, it is, I mentioned like unraveling at the seams and in, in the lyrics and it's cause that happens sometimes and it's okay. And it's, it's okay to just feel like you're falling apart. Um, but just know like you're going to pick yourself back up again and it'll, it'll come together and be okay. But I mean, I'm not immune to that sometimes even with making music it can I put a lot of pressure on myself you know I'm i am a perfectionist in a lot of ways and uh, sometimes I let that get to me and then you know I just you know it can be super stressful and it's not until you know sometimes I have a meltdown about it and I cry about it and then I'm like okay I can put myself back together let's take a step back and, and try this again.
0: Well I really admire that you are so open about these kind of experiences. I mean, everybody has them, we're all human and stuff, but the fact that you talk about them musically and such is really powerful and meaningful, I think. And I I definitely get that for sure in the music itself. And then I love the more playful songs that you have too, like swimming is so catchy (laughs) and fun. And it, it kind of reminds me of, you know, obviously there's a very great like curative feeling within the song, but like it's playful and it reminds me of my favorite parts of living in Florida too.
3: (laughs) That's, that's great. That's what it should be. That's like, I had Jeff wrote, I think most of those lyrics, but we started with an idea. I had been missing my friend who moved to Tampa actually. Oh, okay. uh, She used to have like her and her husband used to have, um, we'd hang out at their house a lot. They'd have these big parties and we'd swim um, and it would just be really fun. And I was thinking about those parties and going swimming with all of my friends. And that's kind of, I was talking to Jeff about it and that's kind of where that song started. And then he went to work and then, uh, you know, halfway through the day, he's like, look what I wrote. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this, is great. <laughs> this is perfect. So let's, let's finish this up.
0: That's so awesome. I love it. Well, I definitely love where it came from and the just the positive feeling that that song kind of exudes is just magic. I think. Um, oh, it
3: makes me happy when I sing it. Cause I always think about, my friends so I'm glad. yeah
0: that's good because I mean you have friendships you have the sunshine you have everything that's like good feels like it exudes in that and you know uh I'm here in St. Pete so if you ever just need to like go to the beach <laughs> always <laughs> you have to do that that's uh, I love it you know um it's just that's my instinctive thought and feeling every time I hear that song I'm like yeah I need to go do something and like get myself out of like you know the rut of like working all day and then kind of coming home and just hiding on the couch or whatever you oh, yeah. know
3: i mean there's nothing better than floating in water to like you know clear your head and realign yourself there's really nothing better than that especially if you're surrounded by people you love like that's the best day for me
0: well i love that and i heck you need more of those if anything i think everybody deserves that so oh, yeah <laughs> um you know i love that i love you know songs like sad enough and speak too they're just everything that you're putting out there just means a lot i feel like thank you it
3: set or speak was the first thing i ever wrote for like a song oh really yeah speak was i wrote it on the bus back from new york back to allentown um when we had gone up to visit and it was just based off of i i had been on facebook and I had seen on a, a friend's, like, status, this this guy popped up and had commented. And it was actually this guy that I hadn't thought about in a very long time that I had a really scary situation happen when I was, like, I think 18, 19 years old. Um, he
0: mm-hmm.
3: basically, like, threatened my life because I didn't want to date his friend anymore.
0: Wow, that's a, scary.
3: It was, a, it was a really scary situation. Thanks. But I wrote that song about that situation and so it's it's a weird it's very personal obviously yeah it feels better putting it out there Um, but I also feel like it's it's one of the first ones I wrote so I feel like lyrically I could do better now like just I don't know melody or uh, I don't know it's one of those things when you look back you're like oh I wish I did this a little differently
0: well it's just so cool how you progress musically and stuff and of course I can't wait for all the great things that I'm sure you all are working on the songwriting and stuff. So
3: I can't wait either. I mean, I love, I love, love, love the new songs that we've written. Um I just can't wait to record them and, and get them out there. Um But yeah, I, I really love them and that's how it should be. You know, as long as, as you love them in like, it's going to be good. doesn't matter if one person listens to it or, a hundred people. It really doesn't matter. It's just, I know we're going to put something out there that has all of our hearts in it. And that's what counts.
0: That definitely shows. I feel like whether you're watching a show, listening to a recording, or I think feel like following so many of your projects, I feel like it's very personal. And I feel like the passion and love you have for what you're working on really shows.
3: Well, that, that's great. I, I feel like I don't know another way to be. I think I've always worn my heart on my sleeve. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just kind of how I am. So yeah, it's all of my art. It just kind of has a piece of me in it. Um, I don't know.
0: Well, it's funny cause I'm like, I feel borderline creepy in some senses cause now I want to collect everything you're doing as far as art goes because it's <laughs> so do. cool. I mean, uh, of course we've talked a lot about what you do with expert timing musically, but you have your own art shops out there on the internet you're selling really cool original Katrina Snyder artwork, which is amazing Thanks
3: to me. You. Yeah. I, I quit my job a few months ago and <laughs> I've just been like, all right, I'm going to dive into art. Like this is, it's going to happen. Um, I just kind of was tired of, of feeling like I, I wasn't contributing to anything important, you know, with my last job. I, um, I have this like weird story. Like the moment when I, figured out I needed to quit my job. Like I had been researching something on the internet and then I learned about the the big like great Pacific garbage patch. Do you know about that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. It's, it's like, like the, the, size the size of, of Texas, state, right? Yeah. yeah.
3: And it's just like a ton of garbage and plastic garbage. A lot of it is plastic. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't, you know, decompose and it just sits there and animals eat it and they die and it's horrible. And I was sitting at my job and I sort of became obsessed with this Pacific garbage patch where I was thinking, I am contributing to this right now at my job. Like what I'm doing is directly contributing to Garbage Island. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. And that literally just kind of that weird obsessive thought led me to to quit my job. And so now the art that I do, um, a lot of it is just like, you know, motivated by you know, positivity or some thought or feminism, um, something that I really want to put out there to make to make a difference, to, to make my mark, you know, to hopefully make something better for someone else.
0: Yeah, I totally can see that and believe it for sure. Because um, one of my favorite things, I think one of the first things I saw you put out there was the, you did a benefit shirt that people can still contribute to, um, it's nevertheless, she persisted deals Elizabeth Warren reference. Yes. Um, I bought that shirt as fast as I could because I was so Yay. excited about it. I've gotten so many compliments by the way. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> it's such a cool design and I, I love, love it because those proceeds go to Planned Parenthood. And Absolutely, that's badass. And, uh, you know, I just love that you have that intent already. What made you pick that quote in particular?
3: It just spoke to me. I just saw it and was like, I was just kind of drawing and I couldn't stop thinking about that quote and just, you know, these times are so crazy. Um, It's really important more than ever to just um, really put positive messages out there. Don't give up hope, there's things you can do and just also like band together as a community to help make things better. And I just kept thinking about that and I just started drawing and it came together pretty quickly. and yeah, I think I've raised like the profits. It's probably a little bit over a hundred bucks, which isn't a ton of money, but it's still better than, than nothing. And I'm, I'm going to keep, I mean, that'll be forever. I'll keep sending it to Planned Parenthood
2: for that. That's so time.
0: cool. Yeah. That, that's every bit helps. I feel like, especially given the times of, you know, the kind of tension that's going
2: yeah.
0: on. I feel like we're in a situation where every penny helps with that kind of stuff. And I'm, yeah, I hope I, so. I just love it. I feel like you've gotten a really cool niche right now with your art too. Cause your artwork is also a safer scenes at their yes. the Warp tour. I wish I had seen it the day that I was on tour. I think they got it like two days later or something. And I was like, Oh, I just missed it. Cause I would to taken a picture with it.
3: Yeah. I saw it on Instagram and I was just like freaking out. So happy. Um, Cause I didn't, I didn't know what they were going to use the design for if they were going to use it for sure. Um, Shauna had just posted like Shauna from Warren women had posted on Facebook and you know, I saw it or Jeff sent it to me and and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try something. And I sketched something really quick and sent it to them. And she's like, this is cool. Like finish it. I said, okay. And then I, I, I sent it and they ended up putting it on a banner, which is the coolest thing ever. I, I love that I get to be part of that safer scenes project because it's so, so, so important.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I love everything that that group is doing, talking about bystander intervention and trying to kind of make shows feel like they are not only safe, but in the sense that other people can contribute to making it safe and helping others and stuff. And to see your stamp on it, contributing to it, it was just so exciting. And then I remember you told me to keep an eye out for the design the day that I was out there and stuff. And then it pops up and I'm like, Oh, this is so exciting.
3: <laughs> I know. I like swell with joy. I feel so giddy even just thinking about it. Cause really I'm, I am proud that I, I was able to do it. Um, That I didn't kind of talk myself out of sending them my idea. Like, cause it's very easy to be like, Oh, I'm not good enough. I don't know. And just don't do it. But I was like, Nope, draw something. Just, you know, put your heart into it. What does this make you think of? So I came up with like the clasped hands with a little heart and, you know, there you go. It's, it's on something and it's, it's making its own little way about the United States. And
0: <laughs>
3: it makes me really happy.
0: Well, it's gotta be pretty cool to know that your artwork is being seen by people. I mean, a lot of people walk past that tent every day. That's so too. cool.
3: Yeah, that's, that's really cool. I, I couldn't ask for more. That's, it it really um, reaffirms my decision in quitting my job that you know, not contributing to Garbage Island. I'm now contributing to awesome <laughs> things like Saber Scenes.
0: That's so perfect. I'm so glad that that's something that's happening for you and such. Um, you know, it's good to know that you're contributing to so many great projects and ideas as you're building your own artistic career. Um, who kind of inspires you and motivates you as you create these things and you know, have this intention? I know some of your designs do have that, like, feminist intention to it.
3: Um, A lot of people inspire me, just like a lot of strong women, but also it's sometimes um, the lack of seeing, like, strong feminine um, voices being put out there that it makes me want to do it even more, because, like, even, like, I've talked to, like, Carly, you know, Carly from Slingshot Dakota. She is such a positive force, and um, I've talked to her a lot where sometimes it feels like you're, you know, you're swimming against the, the current, trying to get your voice heard about these really important issues, but how important it is to keep swimming, to keep going, to keep trying. Um, so I think I'm just motivated by, by those thoughts, by trying to make, like, my fellow uh, friends who are doing the same thing, like Carly, make them proud, be on the same team. And, and really, you know, I want to promote what she's doing and she helps promote what I'm doing. Like that, that to me is, is really cool and really important.
0: It's kind of neat. Cause it feels like there's this like growing loop that kind of just keeps getting wider and wider every, I don't even, I can't even say how often it feels like it's so frequent now because I've connected with people like Carly, people like you, and even people like Shauna, where it's like, we're all kind of like feeding back on each other's successes and then trying to bring other people in too, musically. Yeah.
3: And you're you're definitely one of those people too, <laughs> that you're doing really cool stuff and putting an important voice out there and and bringing attention to important issues. So yeah, it's it's the, the bigger you can make the loop, the the better. I mean, we... well,
0: I'm glad you're saying that. I really appreciate it. Uh, I it is, just, it's true. I, I love that everybody's connecting and building on each other. So it's just exciting. We'll keep um, it going. We'll... <laughs> you too. <laughs> so, you know, with that being said, what's next for you as far as uh, music goes, expert timing or even with your projects that you're working on um, for your art?
3: Um, well, for expert timing, we've got this, this record to record. Um, so that'll be, that's always a big undertaking. There's so much that goes into that. Um, so hopefully, you know, we just have to schedule some actual studio time, but we'll get going with that soon. And personal projects, um, I kind of just, whatever pops into my head, I, you know, I start, I draw all the time. So I'm just, you know, I kind of, I don't think about it too hard. I just let whatever come out, let that come out and put it out there. Um, my shop, like my threadless shop, i wanna keep that updated and sell as many of those nevertheless you persisted shirts as I can to give Planned Parenthood more money. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I had a shirt on Cotton Bureau. Today's actually the, the last day to order it. They just have them for two weeks. That one was, I think last time I saw you, I had talked to you about the shirt that I had designing because I had the the thought it's, it's talk less, encourage more. Mm -hmm. And that was something that had struck me again. I was on Facebook and I just see how, how easy it is to be drowned out. And a lot of times myself and my life, I feel, you know, drowned out or talked over and, you know, especially by men and even When men are on your side, I think sometimes they don't realize um, it can be more helpful to, especially if you have a platform, maybe take that platform and give it to to a woman or a minority or someone who doesn't usually have that and encourage them to use their own voice. I think that's that's something that I think about a lot. And that's what happened with that design.
0: Well, I love that you know, it came from a place of trying to also encourage other people to speak up in that sense because it's it's very hard, I feel like, especially with social media, to not only get that idea across to encourage other people yeah. to open up a platform for somebody else who may be disenfranchised. Um, I feel like I talk in circles so many times with, like, guys in the sense of, like, yeah. Just because it isn't your experience doesn't mean that it's wrong or it's you know. Just because, yeah. and, and, and I feel like you're in that sense of like dealing with those kind of situations, and then the ones that are agreeing with you, but they're talking over you as they're agreeing exactly. with you. Exactly, and it's, it's like okay, that. yeah, uh, you're not helping because it should be me saying this, and it kind of sucks whenever people start to agree with the dude. It's like I just said that. Kind yeah, of feeling.
3: literally that's exactly that happens so many times you could say the exact same thing as a man and i mean and jeff has even noticed this in in real life where he he's like because he's been in a whole bunch of bands before but i'm the first band where you know he's with a female so he's like i never realized like there are differences to the way you are treated i see it and he can say the exact same thing that i'm saying but people will listen to him more i mean his voice is heard more than mine and you know he realizes that and you know he tries to to you know boost me as much as possible but yeah it's so easy to be drowned out and even like you said even when people are you know on your side and they're arguing some fen- feminist point but at the same time they're talking over all the women who are trying to have a say <laughs> yeah. like just just you know take a back seat for a minute just just listen you know, you you really might learn something.
0: Yeah. Uh, seriously, could not agree more on that. Yeah. Like, I, I just hope that someday, hopefully sooner rather than later, these guys actually hear us and then they're, they step back sometimes. It doesn't yeah. have to always happen. I mean, I think the whole point of, you know, being a feminist is understanding that it's supposed to be equal at some point. But until it truly is, you might yeah. want to give us the mic every now and then. And- yeah,
3: exactly. Just yeah just encourage others not just yourself to be talking um yeah take a back seat
0: well I feel like we can definitely continue to like feel empowered and feel stronger and feel good about all this stuff by you know following everything that you're doing too and stuff and everything that expert timing's putting out there I feel like that's definitely the kind of band that's Uh, sharing a platform with each other and really demonstrates all those values in my opinion so
3: thank you it's I mean because you know our band is important to us but you know it really is important just how we handle ourselves and how we're putting ourselves out there and and the platforms we want to talk about and usually at a lot of shows I always try and mention like hey this is a diverse show wasn't that hard you know like (laughs) Yeah. You can do it too. Like if you're a show goer or, or you're booking a show or promoting a show, like keep this in mind, at least just keep it in mind to, to vary it up and, and give people chances that maybe wouldn't have chances normally.
0: Well, I love that messaging and I hope everybody listens and makes that happen more. Cause that shit would be amazing to just yeah. blow up like more and more. And I feel like it's starting to happen, but I want it to really like catch on.
3: Yeah, I know. I, I hope so. Cause it's, Not that hard. It's really not that hard. And I get there's, there's, you know, especially when it comes to, I mean, there's a learning curve to just things changing. Um, and I get that, but I mean, just, just be inclusive as inclusive as you can be. And the whole like treat people like you want to be treated. That's, I mean, a classic sentiment that always stands.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. I, you know what, it seems like it's so simple, We just need more people to do it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, thanks so much for talking to me about all this, Katrina. I feel like this was a really awesome conversation.
3: Um, (laughs) We covered a lot of ground. (laughs) We
0: did. Where can everybody keep up with expert timing and um, your artwork on social media and the internet?
3: Um, My artwork, my Threadless shop is prettyprismatic.threadless.com. And I have a whole bunch of designs, and you'll see right on the front page, you'll see the Nevertheless, She Persisted. So buy a T-shirt, profits all go to Planned Parenthood. Um, Expert Timing, we have uh, music on Spotify. Selective Hearing is is up there. Um, ExpertTiming.BandCamp.com, we're on Facebook, and all that fun stuff. So write us a message, say hi. Oh, my email just... Chimed when I said write us a message. That's pretty weird, right?
0: <laughs> that's ironic and that's great timing. <laughs> I know, that's great timing. <laughs> <laughs> always it's hoping so we'd good. get that in at least once. It always happens. It's the best. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Katrina. Thank you. <laughs>
1: Sorry, I said that, I didn't mean it, I guess. I lost control. You shouldn't get so mad. I wish you wouldn't hang on to every word. Take it slow. control You You said you'd remember To tell me everything you Were hoping for I I promise to surrender I'll leave my heart exposed if that Means you Won't go
0: I truly admire for her strong love of making music and uplifting others in the music scene. Please go support her on her artist profiles for a threadless and expert timing. Speaking of support, I'm sure you've all seen my social support for the Pap Smears annual fest raiser. Every year, now for the third year, the Smears raise money for a Gainesville nonprofit organization as a celebration and giving back in the months leading up to Punk's best party, the fest. This year, I am so lucky to have joined the Smears, and we're looking to raise money for a Gainesville community action nonprofit called Mama's Club. We're selling t shirts, tote bags, tank tops, and koozies with all proceeds benefiting Mama's Club. This nonprofit is special to us because they support social justice and community interaction and have even hosted a special event like Queer the Fest for the LGBTQ bands and organizations in Gainesville. We're enormous supporters of making intersectional spaces, so who better to help than Mama's Club? You can buy some merch or make a donation before August 15th to secure your pre-orders. They'll also have a really awesome booth at the incredible Fest Flea Market, so keep an eye out. Find it all at papsmears.bigcartel.com. That's it for this week's episode, but I hope you'll keep up with me online. Find all things Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching at Angry Girl Music. Leave me a review on iTunes and tell me what you think. Until next time, donate to the Pabstunners fundraiser and enjoy the awesome music by Expert Time.